You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. A judge orders Minneapolis to add more police officers. Add, not subtract, not defund, not try and make them quit. Add more police officers. Why? Oh, we got a little lawsuit going in Minneapolis. That's what we're talking about. And this is the end result. Judge orders Minneapolis to add more police officers. What do you think the activists had to say to this? Oh, that's not what we wanted. That's not what we were looking for. And yet a judge. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have, you know, per your city's uh, guidelines, you can't drop below this level. Therefore, you guys got to add some more people in blue uniforms. That's what we're talking about here today in the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Why are we talking about this on a real estate podcast? Because policing has been a big issue. And it's really the people that make up neighborhoods that that's the real thing about real estate. The houses, yeah, we sell those. But all the trends and things that happen within neighborhoods that make them popular, not popular, desirable, not desirable. That's the social stuff that's going on. And so you've got neighborhoods right now that are that are lacking police coverage, particularly in Minneapolis. And that is what happened here. So that is why we're talking about this on a real estate podcast, because this is part of real estate. Just people don't really want to reflect. They don't really want to talk about the bare bones of, yep, people are getting shot and killed. There's crime going on because you don't have enough police officers to man the streets, keep them safe. That's bottom line, right? It's what we're talking about. If you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies and I read the news. So let's jump on in and we're going to, we're going to go, we're going to go hard left and we're going to read from CNN. Now CNN every now and then has some good articles and I'll, I'll, I'll give anybody a shot. I don't care. Just don't give me a super biased. It's funny, this is from CNN, but my uh, ground news app says that right of center, 64% of media outlets covered this story, left only 36%. So this is more of a this is more of a popular topic, right of center, wherever you fall within that. And I'm just slightly right of center. I'm not hardcore way over there with those with those guys. No, we need to be reasonable. That's what we're doing. A Minneapolis judge is sided with residents who sued the city over police staffing levels, saying the mayor and city council failed to keep the adequate number of officers required by the municipal charter. Oh, not good. We drop below the mandatory number of police officers in the city. Ugh. We have to do what? We have to add cops? Ooh. That's going to be a tough sell. All those people who said defund by 50%, they weren't really thinking through the ramifications of what that meant. And they also didn't understand that a lot of these cities, they have federal oversight. They have federal oversight. They might have a federal judge who is responsible for taking care of matters police-related. And the Seattle City Council got in trouble last summer because they were looking at doing a little defunding. They wanted to defund the police. Not a lot, but the the oversight uh, commissioner, judge, whatever it is, basically came out and said, hey, don't know what you guys are planning on doing, 
but you can't drop the this this violates the federal decree order whatever that is and just said yeah and so the city council's like oh yeah oh, oh we so badly wanted to fund the police that was our thing we didn't really know what we we're going to do after we defunded them but you know that was our game plan cuz at chop and chaz it said defund the police by 50% now that's that's what we're going to do now, Minneapolis, I mean, how quickly did that happen? One year? Now, basically one year, come full circle, defund the police to refund the police. Hennepin County Judge Jamie Anderson's order to add officers to the Minneapolis Police Department comes amid a citywide spike in violent crime and calls to defund the police after the May 20th death of George Floyd. Anderson's ruling, delivered on Thursday, said Mayor Jacob Fry and the council in understaffing the police force failed to perform an official duty clearly imposed by law. That's interesting, isn't it? Hey, there's stuff on the books in some of these cities indicating, yeah, you can't drop below a certain number. Defunding by 50% probably was never going to happen. Certainly wasn't going to happen here in Seattle. But what has happened is that they've made it so uh, cops just don't want to be a cop in these cities. They just don't. So instead of defunding the police, cops are taking themselves out. I would like to retire. I'm going to take early retirement, you know, whatever it is, I'm going to quit, I'm going to go work for another police force in a city that appreciates law and order. Unlike some of these cities who are like, oh, do you fund the police? We didn't know that there was a mandate to keep a required number of officers. Fry's office in a statement declined comment on the lawsuit, but said the mayor will continue working to increase officer staffing levels and supports recruiting more community-minded officers. You know, you hear some of the stuff from these crazy politicians where they're like, oh, we support our police. Well, no, you didn't. You actually put them in a position where they don't really want to do their jobs anymore. And they're quitting and leaving your jurisdiction because of your actions. And so now you've got this other layer of increasing crime rates. And people are like, oh, yeah, that whole that whole defund the police thing. Yeah, it's kind of corresponding to a rise in crime. This doesn't look good. Ooh, yeah, maybe we should just slide some police officers on in here. Maybe that's what we should do. Now, nah, and it's never subtle. Has anybody recorded any cops at all? I don't know. I know other cities have, but they've had a strong track record of supporting, you know, backing the blue. Whereas a lot of these cities are like, yeah, you can, you know, we don't want you to, we don't, we don't like police. We think police are awful. We think they're evil. We think they're horrible. But when an issue comes up, I want to be able to dial 911 and have them rush to my aid. I mean, that really feels like that's the deal, right? When someone, the bad man comes, you're going to call 911. You don't want a so an unarmed social worker, do you? You want a cop to show up with a gun and you know, uphold law, law and order. But that hasn't been the case in a lot of these cities because there hasn't been enough of the cops to come when the bad man calls. On April 10th, there were 743 city police officers with 92 on leave. We got a little blue flu going on. 
I mean, I don't know how many stories or how many emails I've had from police officers. And it, I totally get it. Yep, I'm using up my sick time because they've earned it. They've earned it doing some horrible stuff. I mean, as far as in the line of duty, what they've had to endure and just go through. I saw that firsthand at Chop and Chaz and it was ridiculous. I mean, just like one adult to another, you're talking to a cop that way. You're honestly saying that about that cop's kids. I mean, really? Just from a human being, you know, sort of perspective. I just couldn't talk to other people that way, no matter how horrific they were. I would rather say nothing than to say some of the things that I saw the activists say at CHOP to our, our men and women in blue. The city had projected it would have 690 sworn officers on payroll and 46 on long-term leave by June 1st, the order said. But city officials projected only 669 officers on the job by June 1st, 2022, and 721 on January 1st, 2023. Okay. So city data shows that as of late May, there were 699 sworn officers with 67 of them on leave down significantly earlier in June, uh, January 2019, when there were 910 sworn officers. That sounds uh, that sounds I know Minneapolis is a smaller city than Seattle. But Seattle is down 260 police officers, something like that. I can't remember. There's always that number of, okay, well, these guys have quit. These guys are going to quit. And these guys are thinking about, and when I say these guys, I mean, these police officers are thinking about quitting. And so you're like, all right, that's roughly like 300. And they were already thin going into these events, right? There is a huge victory for the petitioners and all residents of Minneapolis, especially those in the most diverse neighborhoods, feeling the brunt of rising crime rates. Let's read that one again, shall we? Especially those in the most diverse neighborhoods, feeling the brunt of rising crime rates. So that is where the majority of these shootings are happening, aren't they? They're in communities that have the least amount of police coverage. That's what we're talking about. That's crazy. Did anybody see that? Could could you, you know, the you're listening or reading this or you're watching this podcast? Would you have seen that coming? Let's see. Fewer police on the streets. Will there be a rise in crime? Nah. How would that correlate? I mean, all you got to do is kind of think this through and go, okay. Yeah. Not to say that there aren't things that you can fund in the within the community that are going to help out the full picture of preventing crime. But your biggest deterrent is just having more cops on the streets. That's, that's kind of how this works. All right. And uh, so the comment about feeling the brunt of rising crime rates was uh, said by Doug Seaton. He's president of the Upper Midwest Law Center, he said in a statement, the nonprofit law firm, which is part of the conservative Minnesota think tank, the Center of American Experiment, filed the suit last year on behalf of eight white and black residents of high crime neighborhoods. We applaud the court's decision and look forward to swift action by the city council and mayor to fund the police and ensure the safety of all Minneapolitans. Uh, that's a that's a hard word to say, um, probably because I'm not used to saying it. But how uh, Minneapolis, I think, is they have... Did they, I think they were the city 
that was spending like $6 million on a PR campaign to try and hire some police officers. They've still got that section in Minneapolis, which is basically George Floyd Square. I don't think that has been swept yet. But it's basically a lawless area. I kind of want to go see it. But then again, I kind of don't because it does look pretty rough. Sounds like Chop and Chaz, but it's that area where the whole George George Floyd thing went down. How hard is it going to be to recruit officers to that city? I know it's hard in Seattle. One of the things that I've been reading is that police officers who once had a hard time getting on will come to a city like Seattle or Minneapolis, get in, get their training done, and then they'll make a lateral move as soon as they can to another city that actually supports the police department. Violent crime in the city is at a five-year high. There have been 41 homicides in Minneapolis so far this year, compared to 28 during the same period in 2020. Anderson ordered Frey and the council to immediately take any and all necessary action to have at least 730 sworn officers by June 30th, 2022. You've got one year to get it in gear and go. You got one year. If the city is not proactive in anticipating what will be required of it in coming years, it will constantly be behind, constantly underperforming, and as a result, understaffing the police force, the judge wrote. In May, Fry's public safety proposal said his office had set an aggressive timeline for 700 officers by the end of next year and 888 by the end of 2023. The city hopes to replenish police ranks with two more recruit classes by the end of this year, according to the proposal. What would you have to offer as incentive to that recruit class? I mean, maybe I don't understand how the recruiting of police officers work, but in business, you got to give them a reason to come on board. You got you to gotta, you gotta give them a hook. There's got to be something for them to come on in. Is it money? Is it a signing bonus? Hey, you want to be a cop in Minneapolis? I mean, just when you hear that, when you hear that question, don't you think, uh, no, I wouldn't. That's probably the least place. Maybe Seattle, pro you know, probably Portland would be number two. And there's probably a handful of cities in there at number three. But cop in, well, Chicago's, Chicago's got a strong running in there as well, too, right? Because just of the sheer number of shootings going on in Chicago, all these cities, they're in the dumpers as far as the police officer count goes, right? And as a result, none of them have declining crime as far as the violent homicide, gun violence, that stuff goes. They might have declining crime on some of the other stuff, but that's because they're no longer considering half of that stuff a crime. And when you do that, your crime rates will drop. It's it's a phenomena. It's like, wow. I just want to go around and cook the books and all my, you know, real estate statistics and just, well, that was kind of a sale. We're gonna lump that in with the sale. It didn't really close, but this is this is this is how we're gonna look better. Yeah, I know that deal blew up and I know it ended in a lawsuit, but we're still gonna consider it in our statistics. I mean, that's literally what cities are doing. Last week, Derek Chauvin, the former police officer who killed Floyd by kneeling on the neck, and we know all that, he was sentenced to 22 and a half years in prison. Floyd's death, yep, set off a bunch of protests and global movement. So if we are successful in stopping defunding and revitalizing the hiring of police and increasing their numbers in Minneapolis, 
We're hopeful that that will inspire people around the country to take similar steps. Seaton said, we're very hopeful that others will take up whatever legal tools they have to challenge this action. And that's something that I think a lot of the a lot of the mayors, they got, it's the crazy city councils, defund the police. You know, they, they, they just didn't really work through the logistics of, okay, if we don't have enough cops, and there's nothing out there that says it's tried and true that if you send an unarmed social worker in the place of a police officer, things are going to work out. No, that is not a thing yet. And until that statistic becomes a reality, I mean, I think we're just kind of all kidding ourselves that um, that that scenario would work. Do we need more social workers coming out on calls? I'm not opposed to that. But I think you still send a cop if there's any doubt whatsoever. You want an armed cop going out. A lot of people disagree and say, yeah, that's how we got here in the first place. That's how George Floyd got killed. Armed cop, position of power. All right. But so now we've kind of we've we've kind of had that outlook of, all right, here's our opportunity to defund the police. What has happened during that whole thing? Crime has gone up. Violent crime has gone up. Shootings have gone up. We're watching some of these cities with historically high levels of shooting going on. We've had that here in Seattle. It just feels like there's a shooting just about every day. And can this continue? If you follow on Chicago, how their shootings are going? Ooh, yeah, tricky. I mean, they are, it's horrible. It's horrible, the number of shootings. And do you remember, when was it? Was it two summers ago? I think then President uh, Trump was like, all right, we need to quell the violence. I'll send the feds in. That was an old school move. Something bad happens, you send in the feds. You send in the National Guard. Send in the National Guard. We did have a little bit of that down in Portland. But for the most part, you know, Seattle or the Portland Police Department kind of struggled their way through it because talk about not having the back of anybody in Portland I mean, the police specifically, that whole thing down there. And I can't blame all the Portland cops for retiring and, you know, moving or quitting. Yeah, I'm going to pursue a different career, one where I don't get verbally just harangued daily on the job, stuff thrown at me, water bottles, frozen told to go kill myself. That was one of the things at Chop and Chaz that I kind of remember thinking, no matter how much I dislike somebody for what they represent to me, I still probably wouldn't tell them to go take themselves off the face of this earth. That's probably a line I wouldn't cross. And yet these peaceful protesters and the activists, they had no no qualm in saying that you know, on the daily, just straight up cops are doing their job trying to hold with uphold the peace, trying to, you know, keep a bunch of yahoos from burning down a police station or a federal building, whatever it is. And the cops have to just take this massive abuse. It's just not right. I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous. But that's how we got here. We allowed these activists to kind of do their own thing. You know, we haven't had many news stories about the peaceful protesters out there, you know, putting their putting their call to action. This is a direct action protest. Haven't seen much of that, have we? 
Did a memo go out that I missed? Did you guys get the memo? I don't know. Maybe arresting a number of them and putting them in jail after said actions over the last year and a half, maybe that's quelled things a little bit. Probably. But we are just in, uh, we're kind of in the heart of summer. Will we have some later this summer? I thought we'd have far more of the direct protests. But it seems like uh, that is kind of quiet and down. I haven't seen much out of Portland at all. If those protests are going on at, you know, in any way, shape or form, I have not seen much and I keep a pretty close lookout on Portland. So if you guys see those stories, let me know. But um, I think we're we've kind of gone that full circle of ooh, yeah, that whole defund the police thing. I mean, nobody's talking about it. And you will see statistics of, yeah, out of the nine council members, six of them are not on board with defunding the police. And actually, two think that we need to add some more police to the uh, to the community. Something about safety and you know, shootings and, and property crime and mm, just, just stuff. Anybody who's reasonable when that whole defund the police thing came out, you're like, uh, what? What, what, what do you mean? And it, I think it initially started off with abolish the police, didn't it? Remember that? Get rid of the police entirely. All right. Let's see how that goes. Well, you know what? Why don't we, why don't we try that in your city first? Cause I, I I'm just going to hold back. I'm more of a, you know, not lead by example, but follow by example. So I'd like you to have that example in your city first. Oh, yeah, crime increasing. Okay, maybe that social experiment didn't quite turn out the way that we thought it would. Yeah, probably a no go on the defunding the police. That's kind of exactly how you know, that's a massive exaggeration oversimplification of what's happened in the past year. But that's literally what's happened. Council members now. Oh, they're either not talking about it or they're not talking about it in the context of we still support defunding the police because they've seen what happens and they're not saying anything about it. That is kind of their statement. And their statement is, mm, yeah, mm, we're just, we're just going to let this one pass. We're going to let this one ride out as we do most all things. Yeah. Crazy, right? I mean, I think everybody that's reasonable kind of saw the whole defund the police thing and thought to themselves, all right, you take money away from the police, you cut their budget by 50%. What are you going to put that into that's going to deter crime? Yeah, really nothing that's, you know, boots on the street, like really doing something. The community stuff is great, but it has to be part of the overall package, just like policing has to be part of the overall package. But it, I, to me, the real thing is if you don't have enough cops, there's going to be some consequences. And that is exactly what I think we are seeing right now. And one of the one of the consequences, not not the primary consequence for defunding the police, but increased crime, faux show. <laughs> that is that is one of the things that has come from this. There, I just did a podcast on all the other things that kind of co contributed over the last couple of years. A lot of it had to do with COVID and the shutdowns. People were, you know, unhappy. They're just freaked out. Their lives are rocked. They know that if they commit a crime, odds are they've got a better chance of getting away with it now. Why wouldn't they do it? 
Look at how brazen the criminals have gotten in California, just running into Neiman Marcus, putting their hoods on and all that good stuff, and running out to their awaiting getaway cars with their, you know, bags of stuff. The criminal down in, uh, what was it, uh, Target or CVS or Walgreens down in San Francisco, and the Neiman Marcus was also San Francisco, the, you know, the drugstore in San Francisco where the guy just puts a whole bunch of stuff in a big black plastic sack, rides his bike out the front door. Does it get any more brazen than that? <laughs> and then somebody, somebody sent me, a bunch of people sent me the comments of, I'd probably replace that security guard too. Because if you see that footage, the security guard makes a, just a kind of a half-hearted attempt at reaching out and touching the bag, like he's going to take the bag back. But corporate policy is if there's a crime in progress, you let that stuff go. Your life, you being killed as our employee is not worth it relative to the cost of goods stolen. But that cop, I mean, not the cop, the security guard, he's like, oh, I, I got to do something. I can't just idly stand by. So he does this, just reaches out ah, as the guy rides by and is like, ah, I'm just going to make an effort here. Just I'm just going to touch the bag. That's how ridiculous it's gotten in California because of that proposition 47, I believe it is. If it's under 950 bucks, you get pretty much a hall pass and it's a misdemeanor. So that kind of just states right there. Hey, come do some criming in California. Now Target's shutting down a bunch of stores. Didn't see that one coming. You know what I mean? So same thing with the whole defunding the police. If you don't really see what the resulting actions are going to be, it's like, wake up call. All right, so now you do. What do you think about that? You're still going to ride that defund the police train? You're going to ride that defund the police bike? <laughs> you know, however you want to see it. I don't think so. I think that is now politically not... Uh, the direction folks are going because it's uh, with the whole crime thing, not good. And now Minneapolis, basically, you got a year, get your numbers up, folks need to make this safe, the city safer. I don't know how they're going to do that. That's a couple of classes, I guess, of uh, new recruits. And I knew what was it six months ago, maybe maybe four months ago, they were literally, I think, spending $6 million putting out ad campaigns, trying to recruit new officers. I hope it works because the citizens of Minneapolis, they've been through a lot. They've been through a lot and they deserve to have, they deserve to have safety just like in your town. If your town didn't defund the police, but there's that whole, you get what you paid for. And if you voted those politicians in that chose to do this stuff, maybe you need to think about that next time at the polls. Who do we have in office? What's their policy going to be? Do they support the police or not? That is something to consider, isn't it? Because until we have other uh, things in place, if you're going to defund the police, you got to have a replacement for that that's a deterrent to crime. And if you don't consider that, then literally you get what you pay for. You deserve to have this happen to you. So that's where I'm at on this one. Glad to see Minneapolis uh, kind of turning that corner as far as, all right, yeah, you got to hire some more cops. And um, for the rest of us, it's like, well, that makes sense. Saw that one coming from 100 miles away. As these developments continue and as other cities, I think, will step up and do the same thing, cities that have been defunded and now they're scratching their head going, oh, 
That social experiment didn't go well. Maybe we should hire some more cops. Things aren't going all that great in our town. I will cover it for you right here in the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. All right. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for being a part. Love to have you subscribe if you so see fit. We're doing this twice a day, Monday through Friday, once on Saturday and Sunday. So hit that notification bell so you get notified each time we have content coming out. Thanks again for being part of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I'll see you soon. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.